Bonjour, ça va? Welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. Little bit en français uh, this morning because, um, well, you'll find out why in a moment. It's uh, about not being able to speak the language. It is um, Tuesday, it's the 25th of January and um, I'm really glad you're here and I loved some of the messages I got about my paid in full episode from people what can't talk about it in public because they're still stuck in CBI, RBI, KPI land. Um, so thank you for um, dropping me a note. I will not reveal your names, but it's great to know that um, there is still much confusion over how exactly people should be paid in corporate world. Uh, let's find out what's going on on Le Village Facebook. Um, there's a referendum which is about some building work that's due to happen across the road. Um, what else? Poo! Dog poo everywhere. Pick it up. So sad, says Shirley. So sad. It's so sad. Also, very disgusting. Some dirty person left a bag of it outside my neighbour's driveway this morning. I mean, like, put it in the bin. It's not hard, people. Uh, what else? Uh, could you recommend an oil boiler installer? That's quite tricky to say. Oil boiler installer. Uh, no, I cannot. Ah, uh, what else? Not much else. Let's move along swiftly. So today we are talking about lost in translation. And this reminds me, I can't wait to share this with you because it was very embarrassing for me. And maybe it will take you back to the time when it was perfectly normal to fly to other countries for business. Oh, I do miss that. Just going somewhere nice and hot and then being in a sweaty conference room and then getting an hour to be outside while everybody smokes. Um, but having a bit of time to yourself. I mean, that's nice, isn't it? I love my family. I actually do love my family, but I used to love being able to go away on business. Like, yeah, I'm a business lady. So part of my day job is, still is, still is 10 years on, delivering training courses. It's something I started doing after becoming a freelancer and it's one of my favourite things to do because it plays to my love of standing up in front of a crowd and helping other people. And that is what I'm all about, really. I like to chat. I like to make other people feel heard. I like to help other people to learn and I like to have fun. So there you are. It also offers the opportunity for new and interesting experiences like the time I delivered a training course in Prague. Very nice. I had a class of 25 people from seven different countries to train, all of whom spoke English as their second language. Of course they did. We calculated that between them, they spoke 13 different languages and I spoke one. Of course I only speak the one. It was nerve wracking at first, but with some patience, willingness and good humour, we spent the first day together discussing the finer points of financial statements. Like, what the fuck do I know about that? Uh, and I went back to the hotel feeling it had been a good job well done. And it was, it was really good fun. With the evening to myself and the hotel boasting a gym and a pool, I thought I'd head downstairs for a swim. The receptionist informed me that there was an aqua aerobics class taking place, but that I didn't have to participate if I didn't want to. I only wanted to do a few lengths, but the pool, as it turned out, was only 10 metres long and full of women waiting for their workout to begin. 
as I couldn't very well hop on an exercise bike in my swimming costume. Well, here's the thing though, people that do triathlons do exactly that, don't they? Not me, not me, no, too much riding up and chafing going on there. Um, you'd be hanging out the sides, wouldn't you? Um, and as the aqua aerobics instructor was motioning for me to take the empty spot between two depressingly attractive Czech ladies, I had no choice but to join in. I mean, dude was going, come on, join in the class. You're wearing a swimming costume. You must be here for this. So in I got. Tables now turned from the day's training. I had to rely on reading the instructor's movements to tell me precisely how we're supposed to combine the floats, weights and arm and leg movements to exercise without drowning myself. If you haven't done aqua aerobics um, it, like, with floats and uh, like um, dumbbells, they've got special dumbbells, it's a flipping nightmare. I mean, you know, everyday coordination can be challenging as it is, but this was a whole nother level. He stood poolside shouting instructions and showing us what we were supposed to be doing, but he wasn't shouting them in English. So I was like, what the fuck is this? The challenge, apart from the language barrier, was that he was on dry land and we were in the pool. So when we were supposed to be lifting two legs, he could only lift one, of course. Once I caught on to this fact, things started to go a little better and the rest of the lesson passed without incident or embarrassment. Impromptu aerobics over, I thought I'd treat myself to a sauna, right? But what I had failed to remember is that we in the UK are uptight. And of course, the way you sauna throughout the rest of Europe is in the nude. All I can say is thank heavens for glass doors as it afforded me the opportunity to see the occupants and make a quick swerve away from the door with a look of mild alarm on my face rather than entering a sauna full of butt naked people. <laughs> the swerve did not go unnoticed, however, and through that one movement and without a word spoken, I was saying, I am British and I do not sauna in my birthday suit. Do you think this was the last of my communication challenges for the day? Think again. I love this story. I hope you're going to like this one. After having some dinner and returning to my room, I thought I'd check my presentation slides for the following day. Now, one of the most useful items you can have as a presenter or trainer is a clicker. It gives you the freedom to move about the room and control the presentation rather than having to stay at your laptop. It is a key piece of equipment for me. And as I was wandering up and down my hotel room practicing, the clicker stopped working. Not good. I figured out that it had run out of juice and so called reception to explain that I specifically needed two AAA batteries. They said they would check and duly called me back to say, yes, they did have some and would I like to come down and collect them? I dashed down, the receptionist handed them over and said I was very lucky as they were the last two and then gave me a bit of a funny look that involved a half smile and a raised eyebrow. I smiled broadly, thanked her profusely and skipped off back to my room. And then I realised what that funny look was for. It was 10pm and I had dashed down to reception to collect some AAA batteries and had been really happy about getting them. I didn't tell her I had broken the clicker, but that look on her face told me exactly what she thought the batteries were for. Mm-hmm. They were for my clicker. Ah, oh, I miss those days. I hope you enjoyed that. Send me your stories of where a language barrier has caused maybe a receptionist to think that you need batteries for a vibrator or, or you've misjudged a sauna. 
and gone in in the nude when everyone else is in their swimming costume. Maybe the tables were turned. It's been fantastic to have so many people feedback. I love hearing from you. If you're enjoying this, please give the podcast a share. WhatsApp it to somebody that you think can do with a smile. And um, I look forward to coming back again tomorrow.